guys, we're back with another episode of Just Winging It. It's your girl Osa. And your girl Idia. Bang, bang, bang. And a lot has happened. Per usual, a lot has happened. What's going on, girl? You lead us off. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Give me a moment. Let's get into this thing. So, we're going to start off with the scandal of all scandals. What is that? H&M did it again. H&M did it again. The hair. Girl, we late. That's kind We're of- late, okay. but I think it's still an important thing to discuss because... Uh-huh. <sighs> we, you know, we're going to have... You know me and Osa, we're going to agree and disagree, but yeah. No, actually, we may be on the same page with this. Really? So... Oh. Stop, relax. <laughs> no, my, my whole thing with that whole quote-unquote scandal... Okay, for those of you that don't know what happened, basically H&M had a, another campaign that, you know, they, they had this portrayal of kids when they, you know... Got home from school. Got home from school, which usually nine times out of ten, they look a little messy, their hair's a little, you know, all over the place, whatever. <laughs> but because of us, FUBU, for us, by, by us, mm-hmm. um, you know, the shade room definitely put the picture up and um, it caused a lot of like commotion amongst our community. A lot of people had a lot of negative things to say. They were like, oh, why did it make the black girl look like that? Why her BDB showing? Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, this is her natural texture hair. This mm-hmm. is what her hair looks like. Her hair is obviously not relaxed. It is in its natural state. Um, and when you look at the other photos in the, in the campaign, you see the other kids with their hair in a quote-unquote messy style. Mm-hmm. My issue is why is it that every time... When it comes to black hair, if it's not sleek, wavy, curly, it's considered ugly. It's considered not kempt. It's considered why you ain't brush your hair. It's considered, oh, what you gonna do with your hair? And you got a whole twist out. <laughs> like, oh, why don't, why don't you just look your edges down? Because mm-hmm. um, edge control does not work for my edges, and I actually have them, thankfully. So that's mm-hmm. all that matters. It's good. So I'm just tired, and I actually did get to meet the um, the head of diversity and inclusion at H&M when I went to this um, Twitter event last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she and I had a discussion about this, and she, I don't want to put words into her mouth, but basically, in essence, like, she also had a statement as well on Instagram, and we'll link her page down below. Where she showed her. Where she showed what she looked like as a, as a, as a young girl, and the way her hair looked like, and it was very similar to the campaign mm-hmm. of the, the 4C type she texture. She was her. She was her. And she was like, in essence, she was basically saying like, we we really be picking and choosing and getting all riled up for really no reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and when it comes to diversity and, and inclusion, we are represented, but when we're represented, we want, we want to be to represented. To be a specific A way. specific representation. It's like, you can't pick and choose because black people come in all shapes and, and forms. Mm-hmm. And this is why people start to self-hate themselves because... Your hair looks like this, and you go on online, and you know these Generation Z kids, they all, they were born with computers in their hands. So they're all on social media, they're seeing all of this, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh damn, somebody's saying that my hair don't look good because it, it curls like this, or yeah. like, it beads like this, or the kitchen ain't smooth, or whatever, I don't mm-hmm. got no baby hair. You know, like, hot comb to that kitchen, yeah. Uh, you know, I agree with you. I feel like... Oh, we agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree from like the jump, because um, when I first saw it, I was like, dying because i was like did this little girl come from school like this shit is like it was mad funny to me so i was like let me you know be idiot before i like start to you know i don't really agree with the whole social media because i just feel like sometimes social media has this thing where um there's they they are outraged selectively yes and and this is a case of that and i'm just like do you like you hate yourself that much like did you not take the time to go to the h&m website to kind of see the the mood or the 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 shoot story you know what i mean right. like the shoot the, the story. story the visual story because story. when i saw that shit i was like wait like all of these kids look disheveled like it's not like not disheveled but they look they look like they, they were look playing. like they was they had a great yeah, time at like she, they look like my kid when i pick her up from daycare yes. like, <laughs> like had a good time <laughs> they had a good Enjoy time themselves. i just feel like sometimes like we are we over sexualized yeah. kids mm. And, you know, you guys see so many, like, mixed children. And I'm, this is no shade, like, no, like, no offense to, like, any mixed people, whatever, like that. But, like, I feel like we praise it um, so much and we see it because it's so polished and, and quote-unquote, beautiful on 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 the internet. And granted, all kids are beautiful. Right. But I feel like when it comes to girls who do have different texture hair, 4C, whatever, like, kinkier, coilier hair... 
um, we have a problem, and and that's and that's a problem because there's times where they be like, oh yeah, why you ain't lay your edges? And I'm just like, bitch, I have fucking faux locks. Like that shit don't even kind of go with like the, <laughs> the, the, the vibe. Like you know what I mean? Like that's not you know what I mean? It's just like it is what it is. Or like, oh why you ain't slick your baby hair down? Or why you ain't do this? It's like, do I have to? Is like, it, is it necessary? Is it by like, force to fucking put uh, edge control on her hair to give her finger waves? Jesus. Like. Oh I don't know. Oh, my gosh. And that's the thing, like, because, like, for example, like, our grandparents really don't really know what their hair looks like mm-hmm. because all they've ever gotten was a relaxer. Some of our parents, until unless they took their natural journey, don't know what their real texture looks yeah. like. So we're technically, like, afraid of what our hair looks like because we, it's, it's, un, like, for those that are so used to, like, getting relaxers or mm-hmm. making it sleek yeah. or whatever, you know, like, we don't, we're scared of our hair because yeah. we're, we're, unsh- we're, we don't know how to, like, take care of it. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know all these things, but it's like, you take your time and you learn, you know? And another thing I hate about the internet is that people were making these narratives as if her mom didn't care about her or her parents didn't care about her and that shit rubbed me the wrong way. Like, oh my God, like, her hair is damaged. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, we're gonna, we're not gonna talk about how her ends are damaged and I'm just like, my nigga, like, she's a kid. Are you... What if she had a haircut the next day? Like... Well, H&M um, released a statement basically saying, like, um, the, the, the thought of the shoot, like, the kids came from school. <laughs> like, we want a, a, a natural look of how kids look when they come from, from school. school, and that's what they gave you, and this, I mean, this conversation to me is just is a is is, is just an empty one. It's a waste, but you know, what's my own? What do we I? We just know? have to do better. We have to remember that there are kids that are watching and listening and reading yeah. and all that stuff on the internet of everything that we say. We make a key key ha ha ha, but in reality, it really does affect people. Yep, and like, I agree. You really got to be careful what you say around people and what you say when people are when you think people aren't watching. Facts. And, and listen, these comments are going to be there forever. Forever. <laughs> like, she's going to see her face on the internet forever. forever. Thank you, internet. Speaking of black hair, I wanted to ask, do you What's consider up? black hair to be a part of your self-care routine? Yeah. Your self-care journey? Yeah. We mean, like, my, like, like, me doing my hair? You doing your hair, you, like, taking time to wash your hair. Yeah, that like, stuff? that's definitely part of my self-care journey. Um, Especially because I'm natural, and I've been natural for a little while now. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like... I just like my 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 hair to look healthy, mm-hmm. um, you know, put together. So you know, people might say um, defined. I like mm-hmm. to define my curls, but I could wear it like yeah. regular, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I like to do all of that shit. Like yeah. I just it just makes me feel better as a as a woman mm-hmm. and as a mom. Like yeah. if I'm not good, like I'm gonna feel like shit. Mm-hmm. That's what about you? Um, for me, like I'm like really learning to embrace my hair not that I never embraced mm-hmm. it before but like for most of my life I've always had like a protective hairstyle mm-hmm. whether it was braids right. cornrow like technically it was a natural hairstyle but I like never really wore my hair out natural like that until like when I cut my hair in 2017 to like last year when I was like growing it out a little bit and then it reached that middle stage when it's like that awkward, awkward. stage I've been so I was girl. like back to the weaves back to the wigs and stuff mm-hmm. and then like I think before I traveled I like had my hair out for like a little bit like out for a little bit and I was like oh god this is cute it looks good yeah. on you like so I was like I could get used to this that's why I didn't wear no weave mm-hmm. or braids for like almost a year because yeah. I was like I need to really embrace my hair mm-hmm. like I need to learn how to take care of my real hair right. because listen you don't want to be that fucking girl who's wearing wigs and then you get you know you have a man and y'all live together <laughs> and he's like oh my god I gotta hide my edges oh no oh, I my edges. oh I can't you know what I mean like yeah, you yeah. you want to be able to be like this is all of me like right. I don't want to be ashamed of my hair yeah. you know what for, I mean for like sure especially take when children come into play especially young girls when they Facts. come into play like you don't want them to think that what what's going on in their head yeah. isn't, isn't beautiful. Like, I gotta hide that shit all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, nah. not at all. I'm happy with my hair. Yeah, Shout for sure. Shout out to H2 Salon. Hey, okay. The people them. Just gotta trim, so, you know, we expecting that nice growth. Yes, you gotta let it go to let it grow. And I just yeah. feel like... Ooh, say that again. You gotta let it go to let it grow. Because, technically, if you do not cut your ends, your hair will split all the way to the shaft. Shaft, yep. And it will not grow. And it won't grow. <laughs> you be like, oh my God, like my hair's been natural for 10 years. Yeah, bitch, but you never cut your ends. <laughs> you got see-through ends. Moving on. <laughs> okay, let's 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 take the... <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Woo! The, street, the streets is talking. Ooh, child. Okay, let's <laughs> give a little, you know... 
um, clap, a little round of applause for Tyler Perry. Mm. Tyler Medea Perry. We gotta talk about that shit too. Just launched a 330 acre studio. Sheesh. And as according to Miss Ava DuVernay, she tweeted that this studio lot, you could put Disney's, Warner Brothers, Brothers, and Paramount. No, excuse me, let me rephrase this. You could put Disney, Warner Brothers, Paramount, Fox, and Sony into Mr. Perry's. <laughs> Lot and you'll still have sixty acres to spare. Wow! He built this on a Confederate military base, so you already know that there were some slaves that were on there. Mm. You know, like obviously the, he put some thought into this, and I really just want to like commend applaud him. him and commend him for what he has been doing. Mm. Um, although I don't really like most of the like narratives he portrays of black people, especially black women in his in his programming. But that's for another you know day. But I just want to give him his mm. flowers while he's still alive. Um, you did that, sir. It looks absolutely beautiful. He had like sound stages that were like dedicated to like people like Sydney Portier, mm-hmm. um, uh, the lady that just died. Oh fuck, I forget her name. But oh, people, yeah, be- Ruby D, not Ruby D. Um, people like Cicely Tyson, mm-hmm, Diana, mm-hmm. The, the lady that just passed away two days ago. Yes, whatever. yes. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So Tyler Perry, you definitely did that. I definitely want to give you your flowers, and you know, just hopefully you write better stories about black women. Anyway, <laughs> see, see, and, that, and this is where me and Osa are gonna have to. That's fine. Okay. This is where I want to. I don't want to say combat. So you see, like how Osa just. Uh, it was a compliment. It wasn't. It not necessarily. It was like it was like I'm gonna praise you, but I'm a. It wasn't necessarily a back backhanded compliment because I've always felt that way about Tyler Perry as far as like. Look at Medea. It's like a caricature of black women. Look at not all black women though. Not all black women, but this like this, like a southern like it probably was a. I think if I'm not mistaken, Medea is a collective of like all of the women that he's encountered in his life into one woman. Okay. Not all like I don't think he's trying to portray all black women. Not necessarily, but he has done multiple multiple works where he does he does have examples of different black women. If you think of Why Did I Get Married, if you think of Temptation, if you think of Diary of a Black Mad Woman, or but Mad I just black feel woman. like I just like, feel but, like but he has a track record though. Let's not neglect that fact. Yeah, but because his his scene is <clears throat> is drama theater drama like. Like that—that's what the church woman wants to go in. Like that—that's literally that was his bread and butter. Like yeah, I remember back in the day, like when we used to watch the the Tyler Perry DVDs, the mm-hmm. bootleg DVDs. Um, don't sue me. The bootleg DVDs <laughs> in the hood, allegedly, um, that people used to sell, and like that kind of like that's what it was. And my mother and like you know I had aunts who used to go all the way to the Bronx to go to these shows. Like this is what like that church woman. Like these are the yeah, stories that they got. But has I a feel like audience, I feel like sure. a lot of black people, like they have they have they feel the same way that you feel, and I get it. But I just feel like he's doing so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like for black people in media, hiring black. I, no, um, absolutely. Outside, no, but I feel like we take a lot of no, like no, no, let's no, just say we take that saying, away we from give him. him. His flowers while he's still alive. All the things that he's been doing, as far as like hiring black writers, mm-hmm. creating the studio, doing all these things, absolutely amazing. And that's why I definitely commend him for doing all those. Like things. fully black cast, but I just feel like for but us, it's not the enough. stories that he's like that's the thing, right? Like you, he 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 has the pen in his hand. You have the opportunity to write whatever you want to write. Mm-hmm. But why is it that constantly it's always? Oh, if you cheat on a black man, you're gonna get AIDS or HIV. Th- that was what happened in Temptation. If you mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. if you don't treat your man like this, you're gonna be end up. You're gonna end up single and da da da. Look at Acrimony. What happened? Or I didn't, watch yeah. I didn't watch it either. But like I've read like reviews and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like there, there's a track record with Tyler Perry, and I feel like so that means there's a track record for let's say a lot of of um black but, like but, black no, directors like look at no, Spike no, no, Lee. No, but, but no, no, Spike no. Lee has different narratives but it it always like it portrays okay if the black person doesn't get this they're angry. If 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 you step on a black person's shoes or whatever like it's out, like I'm more outraged about my, my sneaker getting a scuff. Um But the, those but, are facts though. But like you cheating on your husband does but not these necessarily are, but, but, do but, but but those stories are some people's reality. Like 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 the why did I get married? Mm-hmm. Like those are different scenarios in marriage. Like Absolutely. legit like legit and Absolutely. I just, like I feel like any race can relate to it. It Absolutely, just happened that he but, only really uses black people in his movies. But I feel like it would have been different if there was like a sprinkle of uh like a maybe like a white couple or this. Or, no, or no, I don't care. I don't care if, if he uh, adds white people. I'm just saying that 
the narratives that he always portrays is always negative. It's like not all of all of his movies, besides like Medea ones, because they're comedies. Obviously, they're going to be funny. Mm -hmm. When he like when it comes to rom coms, when it comes to the drama, like yes, drama is supposed to be all types of like Mm -hmm. anticlimactic and blah 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 blah. But it's always negative, and that's my issue with when it comes to Tyler Perry. Yeah, like, but there's so many directors that like that's. But like, I'm not like, talking about any directors. I'm talking about Tyler Perry, yeah, but, who but, but, is the biggest black yes, writer, black director, writer. But there's so many other the white writers who like they have, like they have agendas where it's like that's all they talk like they, that's all they that, do. Yeah, is. absolutely. If you look at movies like, but I just that, feel like I just feel like at, I just feel like we're we're a little bit more. We're gonna be harder on ourselves, absolutely. And I feel like that is granted because we you come from that and you you know that that the narrative right. And yes, I get the fact that you want to embrace certain narratives that are realistic. But at the same token, a lot of these things are written. You're you're coming up with these ideas. Mm-hmm. You may get you may pull inspiration from real life. But mm-hmm. at the same token, it's like why is it always negative? That's my only issue. You mm-hmm. can you you have the right to tell what story you want to tell but why must it always be negative why can't we just have a one good patala perry movie that's like damn i love the way that ended i'm glad they still together or i'm glad that they, they you know they're his, i feel like his movies end on mm. on pretty positive notes like right. e- even was one the one of the medea movies where but the other sister comedies, got married comedies, at the end or yeah, yeah, those are those that's what i'm talking about those are gonna be funny regardless whether and like a camp a comedy so black people's pain is funny now so huh idiot don't even do that because that's what he's using. That's what he's been doing. But whatever. I, I just, just wanted to I give like him that, flowers. I just feel like I just feel like I just feel like it's it's we we find it very difficult because just reading some of the comments of like the people like yeah shout out to him. I'm still not gonna watch his movies though. It's kind of just like. I mean, I haven't watched a Tyler Perry movie in a very long time. I think Temptation was probably the last one I watched, and that was like the. Like I was like I'm with done. A, what's her name? What's, um, Jesse Smollett's sister? sister. And I was like. Like why 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 is it that the black woman and and it's not even like it's, because it's equal it, it's, it's showed, never equal it's always a black woman that's always getting the the ordeal the pain the heartache no, but the, that's the, the thing the diseases, that because, no, all of those no, things I and think, it's like I that, think, those are not the narratives for every black also, woman also but I think but I think you're mis- like, I think you're missing the point let's even use that movie as an example I think you're missing the point of the narrative to begin with because that I, I watched that movie like ten times like legit that movie showed okay. She was married to a to a good man. Mm-hmm. He was a pharmacist. Like he had a pretty decent job in the south, whatever like that. She worked at a, a a pretty decent job, but she wasn't happy with what she got. She was happy in the beginning, but then when someone was showing her more, mm-hmm. it was like, "Oh, I, I I like this. I I, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm I'm enticed." By she was it. literally tempted. She was literally tempted. Yeah. And these are real situations. And sometimes and sometimes no, you get burnt in the end. You think infidelity comes out. I'm not arguing the fact that be, <clears throat> this is not real and this mm-hmm. is not what happens. That it's not always going to be peaches and cream if you cheat on somebody. Yeah. I'm just upset that why is it always got to be a black woman? Why? I mean, because he doesn't use black. He doesn't use. He other, don't use. He doesn't use other races. Because he doesn't use really. He doesn't. It's, no. Why can't he, he use a black man? He doesn't use. Why is it that a black man? Let's say the roles were reversed in Temptation, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say you know the guy that was showing that lady all this good stuff. What if it was a woman that was showing um Lance Gross's character? Oh, you know this. This your wife is boring. Let me show you the da 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 da. Like it's never it, the the roles are never reversed. That's my well, issue. And it's I like, think that black, okay, black women are black literally women, the most disrespected in black the country, women are in his, the world. Anyway, we're freaking the bottom on the fucking bottom bottom bowl or bottom toll or whatever the fuck that word mm-hmm. is. And it's like you're like broadcasting this to the masses. Yes, we may be the biggest consumers of who watches his is. His productions mm-hmm. and stuff, well, but there are still Hispanic people that watch. There are still white people that watch. There are all of these people that fund him that are not always going to be black. Mm-hmm. There are these studios that he was using that weren't always black owned or whatever, mm-hmm. the, uh, black operated. There were writers in that room that I'm sure were not always black. Like all these things that like. But if I'm not mistaken, I think like like 99 of his like his staff probably is like black. Co- like like I'm talking about like his writers, like the people who how re- as of how recent like as. Like for a minute, like legit, like I feel What's like he was though, like cause... he's not like he's not like Spike Lee. I love Spike Lee. Like Spike Lee is like one of my favorite directors, but like he's not like Spike Lee. Like Spike Lee doesn't really use a lot of black people. Like, mm-hmm. and it's sad to say, but like yeah, he has forty acres and a mule, but. But to be fair, <laughs> when you compare Spike Lee and Tyler Perry, they're kind of not on the same level. I feel like Tyler Perry was more on a 
wide main audience type of level. I don't know what catapulted him to that level, which is great. The church scene, the, the, the church scene, the theater scene, the theater scene. That, but yeah. also he, I also feel like he probably conformed to Hollywood in more ways than Spike Lee would ever or has ever done. Spike Lee, to my knowledge, is they had beef. And that's their business. I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. Well, because, because Spike Lee didn't believe, has the same kind of views as you. Like, it's just like, yo, like, like you're a man in a dress and, like, your fucking stories are basically trash. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's basically what he's saying. But it's kind of like, yo, like, I feel like it's bigger than that. And I feel like all of those movies made this studio happen. Like, if like whether we believe it or not. No, no, no. And, and that's why I... And I don't, I don't want you to get things confused because I said I definitely commend him for the work that he has done mm-hmm. and how he has gotten to where he's gotten to. Not necessarily commend him for how he has gotten to where he's gotten to, but... I'm gonna give your flower. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna applaud for you when you're when you're you're doing your thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like, oh no, nah, I forgot here. You still no. I'm gonna applaud you, right? But the same token, like we we're so afraid of giving criticism to things that that are by us that we're like, oh, just because you did it, oh, you're you gonna think, be, no, because mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. that, I feel like that's where your stance is at. Is like because okay, yeah, he got to where he got to because of Medea and all these movies, mm-hmm. and now he's at he has his whole studio and stuff. Which is great, but at the same token, it's like at the at the risk of what? At the I think I I feel like sometimes like as black people we feel like we have to do certain shit because we don't see it. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to be the one who who basically creates different narratives. You know what I mean? Like especially if if he if he has his but niche look at, on look how his example, writing style look at, is. Look at or, Sandra Bland, or is that her name? Who? Not Sandra Bland. Is it Sandra Bland? The, the lady that created uh, Scandal, she created uh-huh. Grey's Anatomy, she created um, how, to, how I Got Away With Murder. Mm-hmm. When you look at Myra Block- Broccoli, Akil, these are all black writers, black women writers who, mm-hmm. who have had the opportunity to create shows like Girlfriends, The Game, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, those narratives weren't always necessarily negative. Like, those narr- I know, but I'm saying that, but that's their <clears throat> writing styles. Like Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, like they, but those are dramas. They're, they're dramas. They're different, but they all have different premises. Like you know what I mean? Like they're all in one, like in 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 certain spaces, like the law school and the hospital. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like everyone has different writing. But people styles. in those and shows like also cheated. People in those shows also were doing all sorts of dubious things. But yeah, they didn't but, end up with but they HIV also, yeah. or they didn't end up like. Like, but those are the things that Tyler Perry does. Yeah, it's but like, look at but look at how, look at how to, look at how to get away with murder. Why mm-hmm. does the why does the the dark skinned teacher have to be an alcoholic or the person who like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like I feel like it's like a double edged sword with this thing. Like I just feel like it it depends on who does it. It depends on what it's about. Like that we that we're we're just not happy in the piece with. It. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what people expect from Tyler Perry, though. Like, I. I don't expect him to create something where it's like has no drama, no black woman. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm it's not just, saying don't or, create a drama. Because I just, just feel like saying, if it's a black man, it's gonna be like a black man or a black woman. All right, then even the play field. Then why is it always gotta be black women? That's my issue. That's my issue. Like, I don't want us to be represented in that negative way. That's just that. Moving along. Moving Congratulations, on. Tyler Perry and Medea. <laughs> Moving along. Moving along. Let's talk about submission in relationships. Since we're talking about Tyler Perry, anyway. What? Also, <laughs> tight. I'm not tight. I'm just saying. I'm just calling the space submission a space. in relationships. Um, Why so we gotta Fantasia be went on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. And if you wanna. So basically, Fantasia was on the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and she was talking about submission in marriage, specifically in marriage. She wasn't talking about um in relationships. Like she was talking about. She, and she's very like pro marriage and whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. But um, she was just like how um, how women are not, and women don't allow the man to be the head of the household because we have control issues. Uh-huh. Which I sometimes I feel like I can I can maybe uh, I guess I can agree in a certain um, in a certain sense. Um, but a lot of feminist black women were upset about it. I don't know. Um, I agree with her, though. I, I agree with her um, standpoint. I just feel like sometimes we don't know how to sit back and let a man, like, lead. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that comes from certain traumas that 
some black women probably been through. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like either they came from a, a, a single household or a, a household where you know the father was in the home, but nigga wasn't really present. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like the mom was single and she had to basically figure everything out, pay the bills. You know what I mean? Like and when you go into a relationship, you start to become your mother. Like you're mm-hmm. like. No, like, my mother did like this. I'm going to pay the bills. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be... <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> this bitch is like that, though. Like, Woo! this woman like that. I don't know. How you feel about it? Um. Okay, let's just get the definition of submission before we just, you know... Because people, I think, a lot of the times have this... The definition misconstrued. Mm-hmm. The action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or the will of, or authority of another person. The second definition says, the action of presenting a proposal, application, or other documents. Okay, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Mm. By definition, that sounds like, for lack of better words, (laughs) and y'all don't kill me for saying this, like, I'm the master and you're the slave, in a sense, Mm -hmm. right? In a literal sense. In a literal sense, like, but when you think about it, that's like the first thing that comes into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what there were certain things that she said, and they made another video that was on Instagram with her, um, with her husband. Mm-hmm. Granted, she is the breadwinner of the family, so by technicality, I feel like he should be submitting to her. But that's another story for another day. But <laughs> I mean, we're gonna go by Ooh. like we're gonna have to go there. Also. If we if we're gonna go by like Ooh. who makes more money, who's more blah blah blah. Technicality, you know, but as a man, so I gotta make you feel less than a man. Because no, oh. absolutely not. That's not where I'm going. Um, mm. I I feel that if you have the right man, and this is for marriage, not relationship. Let's get this clear because y'all can't be submitted for no boyfriends. Hell no. That's yeah. That's her point too. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta have a ring for this thing mm-hmm. to be submitted. Okay. For the right man to come into your life. Who will take charge. And, and I think that was one thing that he said that was really cool. Like, if you have the mindset of someone who's a ruler, of a leader, like, automatically, mm-hmm. naturally, your wife will submit to you. Because she sees the qualities that yeah. you have that are like, oh, I don't need to be the independent woman anymore. There's a man that's taking the lead, and I'm yeah. going to follow his lead. Now, she was saying that, you know, the woman's the neck and the man's the head. I don't like that terminology, that analogy. That shit was stupid as fuck. Really? you never seen... Um, no, I'm not no fucking neck. I control, but the neck controls the head. No, the, the, the head could be like... Without, but, but, own, no, but, but without, without, the, without the neck, there's the head will not no, be I balanced. Like I don't like that analogy. Oh. I just, I'm just not a fan of it. It's just, I don't like when things are said like that because it just, it just makes it sound very messy. And then like no, a, things kind of you, get you're taking that too literal. I, maybe I am because if you, maybe there's, I am. There's a, there's a quote in this movie. I mean, it's, it's older than that, but there's a, there's my big fat Greek wedding, mm-hmm. and they were they were discussing it in a sense of like, yo, like listen, without you, meaning you, the wife. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be done. That's basically what, like, the the neck controlling. Because, like, where's the head going to go? On your shoulders? Mm-hmm. Like, you won't be able to turn. You won't be able to do anything without the neck. That's mm-hmm. basically, like, what they're saying. Like, without that, without the, 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 the foundation, there will be the, nothing that the head can do. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Um, <laughs> um, I just feel like when the right man comes into your life that is willing to take the lead and show you that you, you know, you're a woman, you know, like there's certain things that, and this is if you believe in gender roles, there are certain things mm-hmm. that, you know, you may not be able to do that I could definitely do and I'm going to do it yeah. without, without a doubt, without a question. Just know that I always got you. You got me. I got you. Like when you have that, that mutual respect, when you have that understanding, when you have that line of communication, trust, mm-hmm. all of those things, every, of course, she's going to, she's going to be willing to submit. Half these girls on Twitter talking about strong, blah, 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 blah. I got a whole husband at home, and they be doing all the things that they be telling y'all mm-hmm. not to do on the internet. So let's just let's just be be very clear as far as like the man, the right man, has to come into your life in order for you to even if you're so strong willed and so like that's what she was saying. Yeah, yeah. So and a lot of people got gave her black backlash maybe because you know certain people aren't great. I don't speakers. think people understand the 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 the, the actual like. The dictation of what she was saying. I think people took a lot of what she's saying very literal. But that's the thing that in this day and age, I feel like you need to break things down as simple as possible. 
because a lot of like when you use certain analogies like the head and the neck thing that can be taken out of context that could be taken that could be misconstrued that could be taken out of the wrong way I don't know how people misconstrue but I, I, I guess I understand I we it. live in the feminist world right now yeah. right so or womanist yeah. whichever, whichever you identify right. as so a lot of people will definitely take things the wrong way you, mm-hmm. you have to meet people where they are like you're on a on a on a you know, a national syndicated program that most of its viewers are black women. And most mm-hmm. of them come, not most of them, let me not, you know, and, um, but a lot of them come from single parent households that mm-hmm. are independent, strong women, that their moms had to pay the bills and, and automatically in their head, they're like, oh, I don't want no man to think that I need him. Mm-hmm. So when you say these things to certain people, you got to meet them where they are. You got to break things down. Yeah, but you can't appease everybody. I'm just, Absolutely. I get it. I'm just, Absolutely. I, was, I was just kind of like annoyed how people like, like, I don't even think she even had to have her man explain on her behalf. But I guess for the male perspective, mm-hmm. for a nigga's ego, it, it, it made things better. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm just like, so a, like a woman saying it wasn't enough. Basically, he was saying the same thing that she said with a deeper voice. But I also <laughs> want to it to be made clear that everybody's relationship is different mm-hmm. and how they do things are different. So some people may have gotten triggered from the way things were quote-unquote broken down and said mm. but we also gotta remember that what works for jackie and tom is not gonna work for T- tanisha and and, and thomas mm-hmm. like you know what i mean so like everybody's situation is different everybody's relationship is different and we can't have these cookie cutter um ideals to relationships because that's not how relationships work it varies it's vast it's it's all types of different mm-hmm. it works for you it don't work for me type shit so that's another thing to consider when you're talking to a, a large audience when it comes to marriage, relationships, and, and submission. I get it. I mean, I, I, yeah. So that's okay. that's just how I feel about that. Um, moving along. That's my own. <laughs> you're so stupid. So let's talk about white privilege. Mm. Although we're not white. <laughs> we can discuss it. We can discuss it. So, Idi and I and I watched the Chelsea Handler um, white privilege documentary, which is on Netflix. We'll mm-hmm. link down below. And what were your thoughts on that? <clears throat> I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, certain parts were cringeworthy. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, legit cringeworthy. Um, but overall, I think the narrative of it was, was like, accountability and, like, really willing to kind of, like, learn and be, like, headstrong, like, in your truth and, and also learn other people's truths. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this particular situation that happened in that um, documentary where she was in, like, a spoken word thing. Oh, they read her for filth. Yeah, and I and I feel that sometimes, you know, I get it. We don't have to um listen, my thing is this. All white people are not bad. Mhm. All white people are not our enemies. We may, you know, kiki about the the other <laughs> the other <laughs> the caucus, the, the people from the caucus mountain and whatever like that. Um, but I, but I feel like a lot of people's traumas were being projected. Oh, for sure. And I find that, and I, I just know this from like just personal experience, just with other people in general, people like to unpack their emotions and feelings onto you when it's not you. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's, it's it, yeah, it's probably people. It's, it's a system. And it's like, yeah, because like I don't know if she did anything really to like I mean she did like she she wrote this book with a, a interesting that was wild. title you're gonna be kidding me yeah like Ch- Chelsea Handler is is very like you know she's a comedian so like comedian actually comedians have certain passes um which is like you know that was for like back in the day though like yeah, they no have more. not no more because you know <laughs> certain shit is just not funny to the masses anymore Mm-mm. but I find that in that particular moment it was just it was really hard to watch because I just feel like people really didn't want her to be so there. Someone said like I just feel disgusted, disgusted. even being in the same room. And with that kind of and that shit was, was like, that shit was a lot. And I'm just like whoa. all of that for and I'm just like all of that for what? You know what I mean? Like all of that for what? Was it necessary? Nah, I don't think it was because it wasn't like she said anything like racist. She was just observing. She was just and she just wanted to know everyone's opinion exactly, on exactly exactly. Um. I will say this, though I thought the documentary was 
was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like the best doc I've seen. I also feel yeah. like she probably shouldn't have made the doc, to be honest. Um, granted, she's a white woman and she's, she she's, she's acknowledging her privilege, but I feel like more than likely, who's going to watch it the most, it will be black people. I feel like mm-hmm. white people will go on on Netflix, and I don't want to generalize, but I do feel like... Because based on like the conversation that we had, like when she went to that place down south, and she were, was asking people... Do you believe that white privilege exists? This was like in the South, so obviously most mm-hmm. of the time. She went to that event. Mm-hmm. They'll probably say no. And then she went to a, a place as liberal that's, as California. But that's fair, though. And that's fair because that's how they feel. And mm-hmm. then she went to a place as, as liberal as California with amongst, you know, these women who worked in all types of things. And a lot of them did not believe that white privilege existed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, because what caught my attention was when I saw it on the, on the lineup on Netflix. I was like, oh, this will be a very interesting thing. And, you know, you having, like, Tiffany Haddish and, yeah. and Kevin Hart and these other two comedians on there. Yeah. You know, like, and then the guy who was, like, well-versed on, on white privilege. I yeah. feel like most of the people that will be watching this sh- would be black people. But you see how the guy that was really well-versed, like, mm-hmm. how he wrote a book. And right. Like, but people, but he also wasn't best time. He wasn't a, a New York best time seller. But, yeah, but her, but book it's was, all about the messenger, though. You get that? That's that was the point I was getting to. It's like it's, it's all about the messenger. Like he wrote a book, but but her creating this platform, yo, maybe like maybe white his white their white counterparts parts will will read that book to mm-hmm. to be to be a very aware of their white privilege because mm-hmm. there are a lot like there's a lot of white people who really be like, nah, like I just took the SATs and got into NYU. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, like, your dad knew someone in admissions and... And also affirmation. You know what I mean? Um, I don't fucking know, but... Oh, that word. Where what? white women basically used it all up. Oh. Uh, Whatever the word. shit is. Yeah. We'll, we'll link it below. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, yeah, granted, some people actually, some white people actually work hard, but, um... To, to not be to not acknowledge that there is some type of white privilege affirmative action Affir- okay <laughs> to, to, to know that there is no type of white to say there is no type of white privilege I feel like is really responsible and I think she was that respo- there isn't any white privilege? for some no them feeling that there isn't um any white privileges it was it's irresponsible but oh irresponsible yeah okay. and I think she was being very responsible by by putting it on a platform because it needs to be seen and I feel like because what do you she, feel about her bringing her ex boyfriend on the show I thought that was unnecessary. Not me. I mean, I think I think it was um, like I I. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, she remember she did she snitch or some shit like that on him. Um, I forgot what happened. Maybe it, maybe it was. It was because no, he had gotten arrested for something else. She always talks but about she, him though. But she 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 like was younger or whatever, and then you know she had got pregnant or whatever by him, mm-hmm. and then like the cop was like, "Where do you live?" And he was like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And he like let her go, but her ex boyfriend got. He was still he was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't know. I just felt like it's a narrative, though. It was a narrative, but I also feel like mm, I don't know. Like, well, that's me personally. I personally wouldn't have been on that damn documentary because I want all my business out there. Yeah. Um, but I just you feel like it was very interesting. Check, I hope so. <laughs> I just thought it was very interesting. Like you know, her just using it to validate. Like you know, I'm down with black people. Like no, but it's, it's 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 always been very known that she <clears throat> prefers black men. From I mean, from watching her show on mm-hmm. comedy, I mean, it was like uh, on E. Like we, I mean, we all knew that. Like mm-hmm. Fifty Cent wasn't a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like a legit thing. Like mm-hmm. she was legit getting dicked down by Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. Like she always, she always used to talk about her ex boyfriend. Interesting. And the remorse that she's um had for what happened to him. And but like some like like she said like some people like they grew up in some shitty situations that they just couldn't get out of. And that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. Because there's no support there, and that is that is a that is a form of privilege. Like Absolutely. for us, our support, like granted, some of ours is different. It's actually there in our community, but then there's some people who grow up in, in in fucked up situations where that support they actually have to go out and find it. Faith that not necessarily real support, but like you know, it's like finding love outside. And Yo, like or, yeah, or like I don't know, it's, it's it varies. Yeah, it varies. It definitely varies. Because I remember when I was in Girl Scouts. There was a girl who used to come all the way from East New York, and I live downtown Brooklyn. And she had her mother used to like, yo, she ain't doing shit in East New York. Like, we coming down here because 
we don't have no other, there's no other outlets in mm-hmm. our neighborhood. And they used to just be like, damn, like, you got to come all the way from East New York to come to That's not North that Oscar. far. No, but she was coming from far. Like, she was coming from, like, by JFK. Oh, like that East New York, like London. Like, yeah, and I and it was just like, damn, like it was. Uh, she was trash. Shout out to her mom, trying to make a difference in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to handle this last topic? Yes, I do. Okay, moving along. Moving along. Botham Saint John. Saint John. Saint John. Is it Saint John? Is he Haitian? I don't think so. Girl. <laughs> I think he's from another country, but RIP to him. Um, I want to talk about the the brothers' forgiveness. I remember I sent the video to Osa when I Botham Saint John. Botham Saint John is the man who was murdered in his apartment in Texas by an off-duty police officer mm. who basically came into his... Broke in. Broke into his apartment <laughs> because the door was unlocked and she thought that... Um, that was her apartment. That was her Because she lived above? Uh, she lived, yeah. Like, he was like one, one, three, four, five, and she was like... One, one four, four or something. Three, something. five. Yeah, like, yeah. they were legit, like, above each, each other. other yeah. um, that case was very interesting to me. Um, but what what is more interesting and to me was when the brother of the victim basically prayed for her mm. and forgave her and then hugged her. Um, that I am not mad at because everyone's grief and everyone's healing is different. Right. Um, I think because of you know their religious background, he was implementing Christ-like behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think him forgiving her, like he said, like... The rage wouldn't do anything for his life. The rage wouldn't do anything for his his relationship with God. It wouldn't, like, him not forgiving her, it would have just continued to, he'll just have all types of hate and rage in his body. But what I will say is, um, I think it's very fucked up that the judge... Only gave gave her 10 years. (laughs) Not even that. um, Because... I personally feel like just by reading the transcripts and stuff like that, um, I personally, I do believe that she probably thought that it was her apartment. Like, legit. Like, I don't think she just walked in there and just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that was the case. But I think she should have got a little bit more. Um, but the, the the fact that the judge hugged her and the bailiff was caressing her, her hair, hair and <laughs> making, you know what I mean? Making her, I guess, like, you know, feel better. But... And I think that's also, <laughs> please forgive me, people. I think that what the judge did is also, uh, also don't kill me. I'm it's, just waiting for you to talk on it's it. Like, it was kind of like the power of God. <laughs> just talk. In the yeah. room, in the room. Because... Not only did the judge hug her, the judge gave her a Bible. If you guys do not know, Texas is a Bible Belt state. So what happened in there, I don't know. But I just think it was a little unnecessary for the judge to have to do that. If you want to pass out Bible, you could have just been like, here, give it to the bailiff to give to fucking Amber and read this in yourself while you serve your time. But I just think like the public affection was just too much between the the two the two ladies. But you know, it's not fucking. Um, I just want to start off by saying rest in peace to mm-hmm. the man that got killed. Um, I also live in an apartment building, and I've been tired many a nights and gotten off on the wrong floor, and hmm. put my key in. It may have gone in, but it doesn't turn, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. Also, they keep their door. You know, in the south, they keep their door open. No, she she broke in. It wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a thing of the door was like open. It was it was a thing of like she broke in. Oh. Um so I too have been in that situation where it's like same. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a step back and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm on the fucking 6th floor. Like, what the fuck? Now I got to go back downstairs." Like, or I'm on the 3rd floor. Like, damn, I got to walk upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um so I understand that part of being tired and walking into the wrong, you know, being on the wrong floor. Mm-hmm. Um I just wish she just never took her gun out and shot anybody. Mm. I get it. We all make mistakes. But that that's a mistake that can never be reversed. Mm. 
that's a mistake that can never bring a life back. That's a mistake that I'm sure for the rest of her life she's always going to regret. And that's very unfortunate. That's why I feel like that 10 year situation is, is that With 10 years that is not being enough. Said, <laughs> <laughs> um, there are many people that are black mm-hmm. who have done not even close to that. There was a lady who got what 20 years because she, she, you know, she fired a warning shot. I think they um, um, visited that case too. Um, hopefully they give her nothing and expunge her record because that's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, now when it comes to the emotion, I think of that church in South Carolina of how, is it, uh, mm-hmm. Charleston something yeah. mm-hmm. um, and how you know these people forgave these fa- the family members forgave the shooter and yes Christianity is the main focus is to be Christ like is to forgive is to bring people closer to God mm-hmm. and I agree that maybe God was in the room and God was using these people to make her feel at peace and make her feel that mm-hmm. you know although the situation is very messed up mm-hmm. You know, there's still light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But as a human being, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm not in that position, so I can't say what he should have done or what mm-hmm. she should have done. I'm just saying what I would have done. Um, it's hard. I can't, I can't even say what I would have done because I don't know what I would have done. I just know that a life can never be brought back. Okay. And that's where it hurts the most because this man mm-hmm. was literally in his apartment mm-hmm. smoking his weed, eating his ice cream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone broke into his own house and shot him. And we'll never, ever hear from him again. Yeah. We'll never, you know, his family will never see him again. His family will never hear from him. Whatever was supposed to be his future would never come because mm-hmm. someone had taken his life. I just pray that that woman, you know, she can pray for forgiveness to him mm-hmm. and to God. And, you know, that's a situation that's going to be something that she has to deal with for the rest of her life. And it's she'll just, never, I don't think she'll ever get, like, she'll never be able to fully live and sleep after that because yeah. she knows what she's what she has done. And, there's, and, you know, there's a lot of incriminating evidence. You know, she was deleting text messages. When she shot him, she never actually offered any, like, sort of, like, CPR thing. She just, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you're a cop. You're trained in all these things. Like, you should know what to do mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the event of a situation like this. So there's a lot of things that just made her look very guilty. And that's yeah. where I'm just stuck at because I'm just like... Well, because she was texting a married man, she was having an affair with a married man. That's why she was, and he was in the arm in in the police force too. But that that's that, that's a, that's an isolated incident that has nothing to do with, no, with but, killing him. Yeah, no, no, I know, but I know she, she, she knew him. what she knew. She knew it would have probably came out in in details. That's why she was like, "Oh shit!" Like like thinking about like I guess the job and like the person's name will come out. You know, the guy's dead, so all these things is gonna happen. It's 2019, like, baby. Mm-hmm. Technology now is fierce yeah. and, and the force to be reckoned with. I just think that we um, sometimes, and I get it, I'm, I'm talking about black people today, but whatever. I always do. I'm black. Mm-hmm. Um, I think us as black people have to allow other black people to do the fuck what they want to do. And um, I think we cannot create the, the narrative for. Um, both in St. John's brother because that, that's his choice. That's his own journey. And I think we have to sometimes respect that. All the time respect that. Like certain people's choices is just it is what it is. Yeah. What you may not have done, maybe someone else would have. Yeah. And I I understand his forgiveness because I did the same. Like, I mean, I didn't do it in public. I spiritually did it myself. Um, the person who murdered my brother, I've 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 forgiven him because... I cannot live with rage. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I cannot live uneasy all my life. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just one of those things. Like personally, for me, it was something that I feel like I was ready to do and I had to do for myself. Yeah. Not for my family, not for nobody else, but for myself because I just know what it would have done to me mentally. With that being said. I'm very empathetic when I see things like this happen and and I, I can understand more so on a person who's been through it level when I see things like right. this. It's just like, yo, like, visually he did it, but would it have been the same if he would have prayed for her privately or if there was no... You know what I mean? It's just right. kind of one of those things like, it, it is what it is. I don't know. It sucks. It's whack. That's very um, But... Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace and... um. 
I just pray it doesn't happen to anyone else because love your neighbor as you love yourself. <laughs> I've been very, very um, drunk. Ooh. Um, oh. Coming home late nights because yeah. I live. I used to live on a block. My mom still lives there, but like all of the houses look the same. Look the same. <laughs> and I will never forget. Um, this, is, this is story time. I was very, very drunk, and we had these Jewish neighbors. Oh, Jesus. It was, a, it was a Saturday. Ooh. Shabbat. At night. Shabbat. <laughs> and Idia was being very irresponsible. Irresponsible or responsible? Irresponsible. Okay. And because sometimes, like, in the summertime, my mom will leave the door open for me. I'll be like, oh, mom, like, open the door. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that, that was the case. I, I said, mom, you open the door. I left my key at home. So I was coming home from BBQs on 23rd. <laughs> and I went to the door. Because everyone has a blue door. I'm looking at the fucking um, numbers. Numbers. Shit. I lived there for 26 years. Like, and I opened the door and I just saw toys everywhere. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, oh, the door was open. The door was open because it was Saturday, so they don't like they don't uh, twist it, whatever. And stuff like that. They don't um, you know, locks, locks stuff. stuff like that, whatever. And they were uh, sitting at the table with oh mad toys God. around, having fellowship, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my god! I'm but they knew me though, yeah. and I was just like, oh my god! I'm so sorry, but I'm not thinking like, yo, God forbid, like I could have been shot or this or whatever like that. It's, it was like, damn, like. But your reaction my bad. wasn't to like, if in the event that you had a gun, right? Your reaction wasn't to be like, no, 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 I no, got no, no, strangers no. in my house. Bah, 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 bah. Nah, you know, it was a thing of like, yeah. my bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I apologize. You I'm know, so, yeah. You know, you say you're sorry, however you say yeah. it, and then you, Thanks, you close mom. the door yeah. and you you keep it moving. Facts. But that wasn't the case. So, yeah. you know, I understand people's rage. And it could have been anybody. It could have been, been anybody. anybody. Could have been anybody. But, you know, rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Botham Jean and, um. On a lighter yeah. note. <laughs> yeah. Just. Damn, man. We didn't even talk about Malik Yoba. Oh, no, we did not. We talked about him last last episode. That was a lot. Did we? Yes, we did. That whole episode we was did. about. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, we didn't talk about him storming out, but. <laughs> That's well, a lighter note. <laughs> no. No, we ain't gonna discuss it. We're not gonna discuss it. It's fine. It's, it's, fine. it's, it's fine. been heavy it's been, today. It's, been, yeah, it's, no. it's, a, it's a rainy day. It's a, yeah, no. a damp day. And Osa and I argued a little bit. Per usual. Yeah, it's fine. It, um, is. it is. It's fine. It is. We're not always gonna agree, like I always say, so Mm-mm. that's fine. Mm-mm. And, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> you know what, guys? It's like 50 degrees in New York, and we are adjusting. <sighs> And yeah. we are now getting acclimated to each other's schedules, finally. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we kind of got it together. Yes. You know, so. We'll, be, we'll, still we'll be, be back. We'll still be back every two weeks. And we might have a guest. Very soon. Mm. Are y'all ready? Is that some period? Period poop. <laughs> oh, yes. Free JT. JT's Oh, JT is out. Oh, she's, she's, looking like a, she's looking like a bad bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for this, girl. Hey. Handle me. That's making the sound, but no matter. Who gonna handle me? Guys, that was just winging it. Osa, say bye. To the people in the back, say bye. Osa was dragging it. First day out. I just cut her off a little bit. But I'm gonna let her continue for JT. First day out. Let me let me get off. Mm-mm. Girl. That, right, is not, that is not. That was not even it. That no, was a on a serious, on a serious note. Um, just wanted to say thank you guys for listening, and you know where to follow us. Everything's gonna be linked down below. Period. Mm-hmm. If you already got this far, remember to follow us on Instagram. At just winging it podcast. Period. Poo. Mm-hmm. Period. And I'm your girl Osa, aka Creating Creativity, and it's aka Zanny and and a secret idiot. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. And that was another episode of Just Winging It. Bye.